And welcome back to Forever Broken Drunken Stories. And tonight, as always, I am Derek Thompson. With me is Gabriel Brew and TJ Davidson. Introduce yourself, Gabe. Hey, this is Gabe. What's going on, everybody? TJ. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is TJ. And here. He sounds great right now, so we're going to take that as a win. Uh, you may notice him cutting out every so often. He has the internet of somebody that lives in a mud hut, and they may have better internet than he does. Uh, but tonight, we'll be trying to dive into the world of the paranormal and enigmatic uh, and the world of the macabre, as we always do in these Ooh. stories. Um, tonight, Ooh. no macabre. Macabre, macabre. No macabre tonight, but... We will Slide have a, cob. and <laughs> maybe corn on the cob, Slide but not my cob. Um, tonight we'll be talking about Jeff the Mongoose. And if you haven't already heard the story of Jeff the Mongoose, it is an interesting one. And if nothing else, it is very entertaining. So whether you believe or not, um, that'll be up to you to decide after we give you what little information we're going to drop on you tonight. Because, you will. You, you're not going to get anything good from us. At all. Yeah. And it's not real. And Gabe's starting out with a fucking swinger here saying it's not real. Me and Debbie Doubter. Um, uh, Jeff the Mongoose no, wouldn't just... talk to him. I can tell you that much. But, get your fucking shit together, bud. Yeah, get your shit together. Uh, yep. Um, but to start this whole story off, we'll just kind of bring up the Cecil Levita lawsuit that happened uh, where... Uh, Richard Lambert, who was actually one of the guys that ended up investigating uh, the case, um, he ended up trying to get a job with, like, I think the BBC, and then he got <laughs> he wasn't able to get the job because some <laughs> dick licker, uh, Sir Cecil Levita, um, ended up telling them that he was uh, off his head and that <laughs> no sane person would believe in. A talking mongoose, uh, or the evil eye. So, can you elaborate on the BBC? The evil eye. Yep, I don't want to, uh, but it's the British Broadcast Network, uh, basically. Um, you know, they do wouldn't, their stuff. Would that be their, the BBN? Yeah, but the BBC. I don't remember what C stands for in the situation, but it's the British Broadcast. Something. Company. Company, yeah. And, you know, they've been around a lot longer than I thought, to be right honest with you. Because this whole thing, this lawsuit was in 1936 or 37, if I remember right, which is just crazy. But the whole thing ended up being known as the Mongoose case because rather than, like, focusing on the actual case, they were all, like, the news media was just fascinated with this enigmatic creature that supposedly roamed in the house and they ended up diving into that more than they ended up diving into the case and Lambert actually ended up in court having to like defend himself about this whole talking mongoose thing and the judge was like no laughter in my court and then like 10 minutes later he was like so wait so the the weasel said this and uh the whole courtroom just buzzed up laughing so he didn't do very good at upholding his you know, high standards in that court. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a good way to kind of... This is what brought this whole case into the limelight 
uh, over in uh, Europe, uh, specifically the Isle of Man, which is where mm -hmm. the said house and mongoose were to reside. So, um, basically in 1931, the Irving family, James, Margaret, and Voray, uh, uh, your guess is as good as mine on pronouncing that. I think it's Voray, V-O-I-R-R-E-Y. Uh, they started hearing weird noises in their house uh, that they built, uh, which well, they didn't even build. They just re uh, whatever updated it um, after moving from Liverpool to um, the Isle of the Man, the Dorlish Cashem. After basically, he had a failed attempt at starting an engineering company. So they ended up moving in there, and then there was a bunch of, like, weird noises in their home, and, like, just, they couldn't figure it out. And then, from there, it goes into, apparently, it depends on what story you read, but they think it's this weasel, or rat-like creature that lives in their house, and the daughter, in one account, teaches the mongoose how to talk by telling him nursery rhymes and in the other account he was just mimicking Mr. Irving but as we kind of find out uh, as we dive into the story a little bit more uh, Mr. Irving being he was a kind fella but he also didn't let anyone else in his family really talk whenever they're doing these investigations and stuff so he's definitely the man of the house kind of situation but, uh, yeah, so that's the initial part of this whole thing. Um, and I don't know if you guys have any input from well, what you've read. I do. I have, I have a lot of input because that, that should be a red flag right there. If only one person, if they're saying they got an account of the family, but only one person for the family is accounting for everybody's accounts. Bullshit. Well, basically his accounts were always backed up by his wife. I mean, if I hit my wife hard enough, she'd just agree with me, too. Yeah, but that's kind of a mean thing. I mean, they came from a pretty prominent family, and Mr. Irving actually did have a very good, like, track record of being a normal, upstanding citizen. I mean, and it was 1931, so, I mean, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but she didn't in ever have... 1931. She didn't have black eyes that they noted. They never annotated black eyes. In any of these situations. So he was either smart enough to use soap or an orange. Or, you know, he just didn't hit his wife. But this actually, two, two, this is actually going to come in here later where you can no, no. Two degrade things, him. Two, two things here. First off, how you know to get rid of black eyes and, uh, with fucking soap and oranges? Military. <laughs> and nextly, fucking... Uh, in 1931, it wasn't uncommon for you to fucking smack the shit out of your spouse or your children when they got out of line. No, or totally out of agree. Um, and if you want actually some credence to that, which is where I'll give this, um, this actually ends up being part of the story that verifies that Jeff was real and it wasn't just Veray, but it's also one of those things that nobody gave him the benefit of the doubt, but they had a lock on Veray's door and apparently she used to sleepwalk but 
they would lock her in her bedroom at night. So, I mean, you know, you can take that with what it was, but it's not like that was the only door in the house that had a lock. Like, it would make sense to be like, yeah, there he was being a, you know, douchebag and beating his kid or, you know, some sort of child abuse if it was just like that room that had a lock. But I guess the theory could be that, you know, she was sleepwalking there just trying to keep her from, um, you know, hurting herself because it, it couldn't be unlocked from the inside uh, from the most, I guess, most people's accounts. One person said it could, but whatever. Or it's one of those situations where, you know, you lock your crazy child up in a room <laughs> and only allow her to be out for a certain time. Yeah, maybe. Things you know, because maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe that's why. Is there any account quiet. of what the weasel sounds like? It, it was high-pitched. Like, I mean, it's a, and that's where the, it's like a high-pitch skrill, like skrill, skrill. Oh, can't think of the word. Screechy. Yeah, screechy kind of noise. Um, that's got to be creepy as fuck hearing nursery rhymes come from a weasel. So this house, to give you kind of a description, it was like where it was. It was basically a farmhouse, but... It was a bigger house than, I guess, what was normal at the uh, time. It was like a two-story house, um, cement boards on the outside, and then it had, uh, they, like I said, they had updated it themselves, and they had no intention on living in it initially, uh, but then they fell on hard times and ended up moving in there, and uh, they had paid a couple guys. It was funny because it was during World War One, so they were actually using uh, German POWs, that were uh, imprisoned on the island to work on the house, but the work he didn't slave labor. Yeah, but the work he didn't trust them to do, he paid out uh, from the town of Peel, which is, I believe, four miles from where they're at, where this house is. So they paid two guys to come up there, but as they found out later on, that was in 1917 when they were, you know, updating the house. Two of the guys that were working on the house, he didn't want them to have to, like, waste time walking all the way back to Peel. So he was like, I'll just set the house up. He gave them, gave them blankets, food, you know, everything they need to just stay in the house. They refused to stay in the house. And initially they said it was because they had other jobs in the, uh, at 1130 at night, which, you know, didn't really make a lot of sense. But um, what he was told later by one of the... Um, workers estranged spouse was that they didn't stay there because they were afraid due to some like odd noises that they were hearing in the house back in 1917 so that's not to say Jeff the Mongoose was there at that time but it's there's been several cases where they're like this house is weird there's something uncanny about it we don't know what it is. So it goes back a little bit further than just Jeff the Mongoose or Jack the Weasel as he was initially known. Uh, then he apparently heard two people talking and one of them said their name was Jeff and he was like, call me Jeff from now on. And he couldn't, uh, he could only spell phonetically. So he was, he was like, G-E-F. Jeff. And they're like, cool. And that's what they started calling him was Jeff. And then that was, he was initially known as like a weasel. And then they were like, eh, 
probably more like a mongoose based off the description. He was supposedly like six inches long with a six inch bushy tail that was red and brown, like a light brownish. Um, so they were like, oh no, that sounds more like a mongoose. Wasn't he also known as the Dolby Spirit? Yeah, or the Dolby Spook. And Spook. Uh, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of what the the language there, the people there from that old time, like the culture around there is the Manx culture. So I believe Spook and Dolby they kind of go hand in hand as they're both Manx sayings. So they were a Spook refers to him more as just a spirit. Or like I think in the way they described it was like fairies. Like I know fairy culture is like very big in Europe where they still like grandparents are still like you don't fuck with fairy rings, you know, which is like a circle of something. It's a natural formation of like that's a cir perfect circle. That's considered a fairy thing, and it's like if you get stuck in the fairy ring, you'll be stuck dancing forever until somebody gets you out of the fairy ring. And the other thing, like, the other, that's one of the more timid ones, but the other sayings are, like, physical harm and stuff like that. Um, so. Have, have you have you done any research on said fairy rings? I have. Fairy circles. I feel like that's just going to pull me to a Pornhub site. <laughs> mm. Let's just go ahead and not fucking dive <laughs> into that one. Well, hang on. Kind of like if you bleach your no. butthole, lets you change into ringtone? No. <laughs> No, I'm gonna shut that shit down right fucking now. That was good. That was well, good. I want to fucking talk about it, Gabe. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. But uh, the idea with the fairy thing or fae culture—I mean, you can like—they're like shapeshifters and what have you—and I mean, fairies kind of just do shit to annoy you. Like stupid, insignificant shit. Like so for. I think most people in the like world... Like mouth noises. Yeah, like mouth noises. You know, they don't do anything and like, it's just to be minorly inconvenient. Strange. Like, yeah, you know, Strange. we're like... Weird. Where shit, <laughs> you know, like for most people in the world, I think they can be like, where the fuck is my other sock that went into the dryer? You fucking sock fairy guy? Fairy, dude. Uh, that, like, that's the idea. Fairies will just take weird shit. Like... There was a case where they're talking about a fairy or a fae. He stole their pen. Did he, he didn't even steal it? He was like, "Hey, can I see that pen?" And he looked at it, and he's just sitting there looking at it, like, "What the fuck is this?" And then they're like, uh, "You can have it." And you know that motherfucker got back into the other fairies and was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, I got that bitch's pen." So it's just like, all right. So fairies. Are just like these CTG. weird shape shifting, annoying assholes that just do shit, which actually fits uh, Jeff the mongoose pretty well because the first six months of him being he's a fairy mongoose, yeah, the first six months of him being there was just him like annoying them and trying to piss them off, like he would pee on uh, in James' bed. That's because he was a fucking dick to him to start with. Yeah, for yeah, for the first six months he was just a giant dick to him, and he was like, "Veray is mine, and I will. I could kill her if I wanted to, but I won't." So in all these children's stories with like fairy godmothers, 
and like helping Cinderella and shit. So you were, do you think the fairy godmother was actually a fucking cunt? Oh, I bet she was. Which we'll actually Nothing get into. Track. That's where uh, Gabe's expertise is going to come in later, where we get to talk about like real fucking fairy tales and shit, and he'll break down how it's all just a lie. Who? You. When? In the future episodes when we when talk we about talk fairy about tales. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a fucking wreck worlds when we get there. Yeah, that, that's dude. what I'm getting at. So, you know, that'll be for another Duh. another day, another time. But yeah, fairies, I think, are just assholes. And it, it, it's fitting that Jeff would be a. He kind of fits that description because he's just an asshole at first. I always thought Tinkerbell was a little bitch. Yeah, she kind of is. I, uh. I have a fairy at my house right now. Yeah, probably. Is it you? Yeah. No, she's chewing on the dog bone. Oh, that's fair. Loud as fuck right now. Yeah, that's fair. Just doing it to get you, man. It's not. But, uh. She's, she's making mouth noises, and I'm about ready to slap the piss out of her. <laughs> yeah, that's a drink. Oh, yeah. But James, Margaret, and Veray had to live with him, and they actually ended up trying to move Veray into their bedroom. Uh, which is kind of uncharacteristic back then, too. You know, he was like, well, that's absolutely against what we do, but we really thought that Veray was in danger. So of they, hurting herself? Of getting hurt by Jeff. Which the fucking was fairy her, mongoose, um, man. With, which was a figment of her imagination, so ipso facto hurting herself. It would no. have been a figment no. of the whole family's imagination. We're not that far yet. I we haven't come down. We're not coming down to decision yet. We have to talk about. I think we have to talk about the facts. Yeah, the facts. Speak the truth, cold, Derek. hard speak facts. Speak your truth. Yep, speak your truth. I'm waiting. Which will be where Harry Price, General Dennis, Richard Lambert, and Nora Nichols—they're all investigators. Harry Price actually ran the like paraphysical uh, university or university of psych it's not psychology it's like psychicology psychoanalyst yeah and psychoanalyst so he was in charge Mm -hmm. of that so he sent uh initially after hearing about this case he's like "Uh, yeah i should probably look into it he was known a known skeptic known for outing people uh he was the one that found out that a lot of mediums were just using cheesecloth to vomit ectoplasm which uh ended up tearing a lot of people mediums lives down so that was fun good on him uh but he sent general dennis and that's just like the short he had like four first names i think after general and then dennis so they just called him general dennis um for short so he sends general dennis there and on his first visit they don't really get much he shows up and james is like oh he's just being bashful because he knows you don't believe he knew you were coming and then he's like yeah okay fucking whatever you know like you do so as they're leaving he's getting ready to leave he said all right well it's late i got nothing to get nothing right now go down to the waterfall hotel in wherever that's whichever city it was i think it was probably uh peel again but uh so he goes goes out the door and then all of a sudden he he hears jeff say something 
I think he said, that's it. And he heard this, you know, squeaky, small, squirrel voice. And uh, he's like, so he goes back in. They get nothing again for another hour. He ends up retiring for the night. Goes back second day. And then they actually start getting uh, actual kind of good activity. Uh, Margaret was gone at the time. She was in Peel, which was verified. Uh, Vray was upstairs in her room. And then James was down talking with General Dennis. And he ends up getting a, what was it? It was like a one of those pin needles. Gets thrown at James and General Dennis from behind uh, this cabinet. So General Dennis picks up the needle, kind of chucks it back at the pot where it came from. And uh, James was like, that was him. That was, that was Jeff. He's trying to get your attention. Did they ever investigate if the family had a parrot? They did not. Which is exactly the point. They didn't investigate thorough enough. Hmm. But where where the thing came from, where it got thrown at him, that was actual like paranormal activity, not just, you know, the theory I that mean, it yeah. was a literal mongoose, which is how James took it for the first, like, four years. He's like, nah, man, don't believe in ghosts. Don't believe in the paranormal. It's a weasel. He just has an astonishing ability to learn words. You know? So he did that. But, you know, he went and checked to make sure Varey was still in her room. And then they end up getting all these noises they hear simultaneously throughout the house. Just bing, bang, 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 bang. Coming from all different parts of the house. And he's like, well, that's peculiar. And then this is where Gabe will have his Harry Price kind of uh, intuition. Harry Price said that because of the way the, hot wa the walls were structured, you would be able to just pitch your voice by sticking your, you know, lips up to a certain <laughs> crack, like a low crack or high crack or a left crack or a right crack or a butt crack or an ass crack. And you could just put it up to one specific hole in the wall and then it would project differently based off going to different areas like different panels in the wall but they never tested it like it would have been super easy for him and mr lambert while they were there to test this theory and, and you know and equivocally prove that theory wrong or right but they didn't so Basically, everything like some, with this whole fucking story ends up being a dead end because nobody ever actually follows up on it. Sounds some pretty fucking shitty investigators to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, for being parapsychologists and whatnot. Like, and they, they're... Gabe will tell you what he thinks it is in a little bit. One of the theories is that Varey was just a gifted ventriloquist and she didn't know it. Uh, and they were doing it for money. But the whole money thing goes out the window because they never made a dollar off it. He never even asked for a dollar. 
he didn't even want, he wasn't big on the news and like newspaper and whatnot. He didn't like the publicity of it. So James was, you know, reasonably pissed off because after uh, General Dennis came, he ended up saying, yeah, I got, you know, I believe it. And then Henry Price and Richard Lambert went. They write this article because Richard Lambert was the founder of The Listener, which was a newspaper then. And he didn't like how they he portrayed the family. He didn't like that they did what they did. Um, like, he just didn't like the way that they made it a joke. But he didn't like the publicity anyway. So he was pretty shut off after that to letting people come in and investigate. Uh, Nora Nichols ended up going. She thought that she was very surprised with how kind all of the family was in welcoming uh, despite the Harry Price, you know, last interview thing. But that was when he told her, he's like, I don't care for any of this. I haven't gotten a penny. I have never asked for a penny when I communicate with these people. And, like, he just wanted people to know that he, like, he was just at that point trying to convince people that there was a real weasel. Or mongoose, you know. So... I mean, everything comes down to more or less just hearsay, you know, based off the accounts that was written down in journals, which there's a shitload of, but they never really, there's no definitive yes or no. They're all like, we believe it's a no or we believe it's a yes. So here tonight on this podcast, we will be the first definitive Gabe, shut up. You're going to say no, but we, we got to take in a, everything into account and look at it with the scientific method. So break it down. Let's start figuring this out. All right, so hang on. I got something before, before Gabe goes here. Outside of the family and general four names, did anybody else actually hear this weasel talking or do anything i know you said that the pow's didn't want to stay in the house or whatever because of other reasons they never really said a talking weasel yeah they had investigators the investigators they heard him um they had conversations with him then and he talked back yes and then there was people from out in the town area that claimed to have heard him because he wasn't confined to the house, is the idea. Like, he would follow them, and he would actually pick up people's... Uh, he really liked rumors. So he would go out in these towns, listen to these rumors, and then come back and tell these people, the Irvings, about it. And a lot of the stuff that was given to them, they were saying it would be impossible for Veray to know that. Like, there's no way, even sneaking or trying to listen in, there's no way she would have known those things to pitch a voice and make these rumors up that were so accurate. Did anybody ever hear him talking out in town? Uh, Somebody heard him talking on the way to town. Yes. When Veray wasn't around? Yes. And that's what they believed. They were like, well, there's no way that Veray could have, would have been able to follow us this whole time. 
without a singer. Like, they went to the bar, James had a beer, and then by the time they got back, Margaret answered the door and is like, so Jeff said that you had a beer at the bar and this, this, and this. And General Dennis was with him, was like, there's no way that James had time to, like, tell this to Margaret. And I highly doubt it would be possible for Veray to have followed us that whole way because it's just a flat, barren place where she would have been unseen. He's like, there's no way. Yeah, and he couldn't have texted his wife and told her that because they didn't fucking text back then. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, it's like well, they technology might have, you know, to, they, I guess, you know, to prepare. 1930. Well, that'd be another paranormal episode. Yeah, 1931. Time traveler, yeah, baby. Time oh, shit. Let's get the other paranormal Jeff back on here. Mm, right. Talk about it. That'd be for another time, too. Time travelers. There's a couple good cases on that. Um, but. Way to go, Gabe. But, yeah, no, man. Uh, it's like. I just think it would be hard, a lot of the stuff that they're saying. I'm not saying it's, you know, 100% false or real. I'm just saying some of the stuff that their defense isn't sound. So I'll let you break it down. Who, me? Yeah, let's go through your breakdown of things. My breakdown. Dude, this shit's bullshit. Straight up bullshit. So, even though it wasn't a monetary thing, like, think of the fact that your child is... This is 1931. Shit's fucking wild. Going crazy. Fucking... And you have a child that's legitimately fucking talking about hearing voices in the wall and a fucking mongoose that lives in her wall that talks to her... You are 100% going to come up with any fucking thing possible to make it so that your child is not the fuck crazy child on the fucking island. Now, how did she get crazy, do you ask me? Well, when you live out in the middle of fucking nowhere in 1931 with no mode of transportation to get to a fucking town or anywhere that's normal for fucking hours, let's go ahead and fucking say that seclusion got to them and they started to make shit up and fucking see things and, and fucking hear things. And then it became believable to them. All of them? So, I, no, I, th- I think it came believable to the daughter. And then the other ones played along to make it seem like it wasn't her being crazy. Well, do you think they were playing along? Or you think maybe they actually believed and Varey, maybe Varey didn't believe and she was just trying to do it? I don't know what you're trying to ask me there. Because you said... <laughs> They didn't what believe, if, but they no, believed. No, I'm saying what if the believe. parents actually believed, but Varey didn't, and Varey was just doing it to have fun. She's fucking with them. Well, then she f- fucked them into a fucking psychosis, and she should have been fucking hired on to go into the fucking war ministries to fucking combat the Enigma machine and the fucking Nazi, Nazi machine. Well, I mean, everyone did she- portray her as uh, intelligent. Yeah, but anybody that is, like weirdly intelligent like that like look at rain man the motherfucker had twitches and and fucking couldn't stop fidgeting or mimicking numbers to himself but every time you give him a problem he fucking nailed it like that like high capacity minds to a certain degree don't operate like a normal capacity mind you know what i mean but how did she do it 
uh, I don't know. How did you have an imaginary friend when you were growing up? Yeah, but how did she convince everyone else? Like, how were they hearing it? Because it wasn't just a family. Dude, maybe she did fucking talk into the cracks of their walls or she's blown into holes, which is a whole other category of Pornhub that we're not getting into in this. But let's let's just say that, you know, that's some shit. Like, she was speaking into the fucking cracks of the walls and people were fucking whatever, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but again, we don't know because they never test it, you know? And people heard, but it, again, heard, it, heard it out in town. Yeah, like, there's no crack in the wall in town, you know? Like, unless there's a crack in the space-time continuum. Cool. So if I just showed up a couple days from now and was like, dude, you're never going to believe what I heard. I heard that fucking crafty little Jeff talking in my fucking air vents. Well, maybe you had a real Jeff. Well, I'm just saying, like, anybody can say that it they depends on what it you do, but once... It depends on what you tell no, me. No, dude. No, no, but it depends on what those fucking people that showed up to fucking be clowns and make a joke out of it, they put it in a newspaper, and then all of a sudden everybody in town's hearing this fucking weasel. So you're saying mass hysteria? It mass hysteria. Like, maybe there was a gas leak. Maybe they had moldy bread. Yeah. And everyone went into delusional. Yeah. I'm just saying, dude, like, it's just not common. It's not. Well, let's look at the cryptozoological aspect of this. Thing. I don't think talking weasels is common anywhere, Gabe. Some well, places, maybe. Which comes in. Let's ask the. Man. Let's ask you the. You uh, don't fucking. You don't go to Disneyland very often, do you, cocksucker? Let's go to the crypto. Never world. been. Thanks huh? for fucking digging into my financial situation here, Dick. Hey. Yeah, jerk. You're the one that brought up. Not all of us can I, fucking. I brought up. I brought up the magical land of Disney, but you it, wanted to go. Not all of us can to, afford to go to fucking Disneyland. I can't even afford gas right I now. Been. Thanks, fucking Biden and Russia. You know what else is crazy about that at gas stations? Do you guys remember when you could get air for free at gas stations? Yeah, no, they charge for that shit. Now you, have to, now you have to charge by the fucking amount of air you pump. You know why? Russia. Inflation. <laughs> You're fucking gay. I'm going that was home. Great. Well, Fuck off. You're already home. <laughs> so dumb. That was incredible. Fucking, I'm locking off. <laughs> so, uh. I had to get a dad joke in there yeah, somewhere. That was great. You know? Jesus I, I Christ. That. So, <clears throat> anyway, let's look at the cryptid side of this. What if there's actually a mongoose or a weasel that can talk? So, hear me out here. Hear me out. Parrots are able to mimic words right so what's to say there's not a chance that like some hybrid creature would somehow have a mutation or something in its genetics because mongoose weren't local to that area but there were mongoose released in that area uh in the earlier times to kill snakes and rats which they're, you know, apparently very good at. So they had actually seen very rare occasions during that time period in 1930 that they were like, we did see a mongoose. Like, that's a real thing. So, you know, maybe it breeded with one of the weasels that is nat- natural there. Bingo, bingo. They, they do make their sweet, sweet love. And genetics 
does some weird shit and they have voice cords that can mimic human n- noises like a parrot. Hang on, let's just let's just uh clarify this. Are you saying that there's a weasel and a mongoose that had a little baby weasel goose yes. and that they uh have these vocal cords or are you trying to say that Yeah, like, I'm saying the, the mongoose the and ba- a parrot. the little baby from the weasel mongoose. They have vocal cords, but maybe they did fuck a parrot. Maybe it was a threesome and now you have a tribrid. Hmm. That's so here's not, the thing. I mean, we're getting a little bit too far. Mongoose on don't have vocal cords. Weasels don't have vocal cords. So your mongoose won't have vocal cords either. Yeah, it sounds great in theory, but. But know. they all make noises, right? Yeah. So parrots have vocal cords? Okay, I mean, but this is a legitimate question. We, we make noises, but we have vocal cords that vibrate, stretch, contract, freaking expand. So that our voices can be made into words. Animals don't have that. That's why they fucking just bark, or they fucking just meow, or they fucking growl. They don't have the capability to formulate into like a like a word. But that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's a genetic de- de- uh, defect, uh, because they had sex and they shouldn't have, and you end up with stretchy, well, stretchy, rubberized little vocal cords. <laughs> Genetically speaking, and that's how we got measles, and everyone got fucked after that. Quit cutting me off. Quit cutting me off. The fucking fact that you have two animals that do not have vocal cords to start with, you're not gonna fuck a vocal cord into that. You could. You can't add. You cannot add shit that doesn't exist to begin with. Well, tell evolution that. (laughs) Exactly. Because they did. Did they? Yeah. No, they did. Snakes lost their arms and legs. Those were lizards. And then they became a snake. Just lost it. (laughs) Okay, so what you're talking about is an evolution which takes thousands and thousands of fucking years. No, I'm talking about a genetic mutation that is just caused by a genetic default like a fucked up like it's like you know uh like at me and tj you know yeah yeah look at us fucking look at us gabe have you ever thought about like being a writer for warner brothers or something thought about it i mean it's right up your alley dog Just, just you ever heard of a thing called the teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah that is a genetic mutation because of a chemical thing that happened. It could happen. Still, no, it couldn't fucking happen. We don't know that. Yes, it could. Have you seen the fucking movies? It happened. Yeah. Why don't you watch the movies? <laughs> you need to watch more TV. I fucking Jesus. hate you too. I fucking hate you. Look, too. all I'm saying is there's still unknown creatures out there. What's to say there can't be a measle that speaks? Are you asking me to answer that for real, or was it rhetorical? It's a bit of a rhetorical question, because you already told us why fucking, you don't believe it. I happen. was hoping it was going to be fucking rhetorical, because I don't want to have to answer by saying you're fucking retarded. <laughs> would never. Because you're fucking retarded. You would never. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. If I ever hear you talk shit think, about me, and I, I don't find out I don't think you meant to it. say a measle. <laughs> I think you meant to say a weasel. 
<laughs> yeah, he said a measle, which is why I couldn't stop staring at him. Like, is, does he know? Is he going to say it on purpose? Yeah. Because if you're talking about the hybrid, it's a mongeezel, you fucking retard. No. You don't get to make up just words because you fucked up the mongeezel. No, I didn't want to call it the mongeezel. I wanted to call it the measles. There's already a fucking measle in existence. That's not a cryptid. It's, not a it's fucking just a hybrid. fucking disease. Jesus fucking Christ. You gotta. I'm over it. You can't, you're putting too many words into it by making mongeezel. No, I'm making a word that isn't already a known word, so when you say it, people aren't thinking you're talking about the measles now like a fucking jackass. Well, that's the fun in this. You run so around your house everybody? and you're like, I've got measles. And then this little furry. My measles are talking. Yeah, and then this little furry thing comes out. Hey, guys. What you doing? You going to invite me for a drink? or? All right, so Gabe's leaving. And Gabe's gone. You're fucking dumb. <laughs> You're not even talking like a fucking mongeezel. You sound like fucking Gollum on the Lord of the Rings talking about you. How do you know what a fucking what would you, what do you think a fucking like? mongeezel sounds like? Don't. Don't. What do you think the measles huh? sounds like? The measles? The measles don't sound like anything except for fucking coughing and sickness, you jackass. What's your mongeezel sound like? I don't have a mongeezel. Make up a noise. You're telling me uh, I didn't sound like a mongeezel. Tell me what a mongeezel sounds like. Let's hear it, Gabe. Let's hear it. It doesn't sound like anything because they don't exist. They do exist. You don't know that. I do know that. Prove me wrong. Prove me right. Well, neither of us have evidence, so we're just going (laughs) to have to deal with it. At least Derek's trying. Yeah, at least I tried to produce some fucking information. I tried. I tried to believe it, but the more I read, the more I was like, this bitch is crazy. I don't know, man. I don't know. She, she, cause if she was that good of a ventriloquist, she would have made money off it later in life. Yeah, like in the forties, when ventriloquists were huge, fucking banking. Sure. That's a historical fact. Look it up. And until two thousand ten, when she died, she swears it. It was true. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, where the fuck do you just keep on agreeing with everything, bro? Like <laughs> you're just like you're like the little dude in the back behind somebody's shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's my hype man. Under the bleachers. Yeah. He's my he's my hype man. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, for fuck's sake. Well, I'm gonna go with you know. Yeah, it wasn't real. So after all of that. And you fucking put me through, like, the scrutiny of having to tell you why. And you're just going to sit here and be like, I'm going to go with this not real. And then we're just going to stop and you don't have to give your explanation. I try to give fuck my me like that, Derek? Come on. Huh? What? I gave you my explanation. On why it was real. Yeah. <laughs> All that same information is why I think it's not real. <laughs> I am going to never do one of these with you two fucking assholes again. No, I just think it's too fantastical, you know, to be a thing. Like like you said, you know, you've got, it's the 30s and this fucking gal is sitting here cooped up in her fucking house and she's not allowed to have fun. Bro, I just got to say this! (laughs) I fucking hate you right now. She could have just been talking through a crack in the wall. (sighs) What is fantastical? (laughs) 
I'm seriously fucking leaving, dude. I'm so sick of this the measles. bullshit. The measles. Got a bad case of the talking measles. Yeah, I fucking hate when that happens. But no, I just, you know, there's... Where there's no definitive proof either way, there's no, like, hard evidence other than terrible, terrible pictures that looks like a dead fucking badger. I just, I don't know, man. That's just too much of a stretch for me. I'd really want to believe it. Like, I think Jeff the Mongoose is probably my favorite, like, fictional creature. But, yeah, it's just too much. Like, I really do want to believe in him. I just, I, I can't do it. I can't bring myself to pull the trigger on it. And my, you know, professional paranormal license is on the line, line here. And I really don't want to give that up. Or my uh, official title as a cryptozoologist. I can't give that up yet. I just got it. And you're going to stare at me like that, huh? <laughs> Dude, I'm so disappointed in you right now. You want me to, you want me to stick with it? Nope, I'm over it now. You want me to stick I'm with that? It. It's a real thing? No, no. I don't want you to stick with it. It's a real thing, bro. Like, I don't want you to put me through that and then grill me like I'm going through a fucking tribunal by fire. And if I don't answer correctly or have the definitive proof, you're going to cut my pee-pee off later. And then turn around in the same fucking breath and be like, yeah, so my professional opinion is it's not real. It's horseshit. Yeah. And then give the same exact fucking reasons that I gave for why you fucking believe that it's not fucking real. (laughs) Yeah, but I had to play the skeptic. Dude, you gave it verbatim what I fucking just said. (laughs) Well, you were playing the skeptic. I had to play the counter skeptic. And now I can be real. I wasn't playing... I wasn't playing skeptic. I was playing fucking factual realism. Nah, like the bullshit, shit was, whatever. You were being a skeptic. You didn't even try to like it. That's not being skeptical. That's being 100% fucking real what, what's going on in, in the real world. TJ, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot to think about there. You are right. <laughs> there is not a lot to think about. <laughs> I don't, I mean. Tell him. Tell him. If it, you know my my honest opinion on that is going to be that I would have to say Gabe kind of nailed it when he was saying that they just been cooped up too fucking long, or maybe the daughter was just fucking crazy as shit, and they didn't want everybody to think she was crazy because they were respected members of the community, so they just kind of fucking went with it and some shit like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't think she was crazy by any means. I think cabin fever kind of set in, but, you know, it was like she didn't have friends. There weren't kids her age on the aisle, you know, made up a friend and did her thing. And I like Jeff the Mongoose, man. I really do. I want to believe in him. If I could have a Jeff the Mongoose, I'd totally be in or a Jack the Weasel. The part that really bothers me about the whole thing is that all these investigators came through to, you know, fucking investigate and they didn't. They just went over there. It sounds like they just went over there to fucking drink a spot of tea <laughs> and then go on their merry way. It's like and they didn't tried. You look anything else up, you know? The, the next time you talk about people going over there for fucking, don't pause after you say they just went over <laughs> there for a little bit of fucking and a spot of tea. <laughs> like, 
You should probably put that comma somewhere Maybe. Else yeah, that's that why sentence. all the doors, Maybe that's, that's why all the bedrooms had locks. Because <laughs> they went there for some fuck. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, uh, I think we pretty well wrapped it up. It was just a fun story, you know, and arguing with you gets me hard, so. Who? Me? Yeah. You weren't even arguing. It just fucking agitated the piss out of me. Like, don't have to go put fucking baby powder on my butthole now because my ass is chapped. The fact that you literally... Okay, I'm done. Fuck you. I'm done. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, we gave our official breakdowns. We've uh, talked about the story. We've tried to give you guys at least a fun listening experience. Uh, do hit us up on the social medias. We are on Facebook at the Never Broken Society of Misfits. Join us. Uh, we're the secret, not so secret society. Um, we are on Instagram. We are on Snapchat. We are on Twitter, and uh, I think we have an unofficial. Uh, what do you would call that? Um, TikTok. That's it. So, which is you know me and I just try to do stuff for TikTok uh, for the pod. But uh, we're there. TJ's also there on TikTok. I don't think Gabe's on TikTok. He's not cool yet. But hit us up there. Uh, if you do and would please like us, uh, review us, give us five star. Uh, leave a little review. Leave a little, hey, you guys are fucking stupid. Or, you know, hey, I laughed my, ball, my balls off. And, uh... Please do that. That helps us out tremendously. We're looking forward to next week where hopefully we will be talking to Nick Wingo about fire, the fire service and his nonprofit that he's trying to get going, a um, couple other things. Hopefully that goes a little bit smoother audio-wise, getting TJ going, but we'll find out then. So until next time, guys, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon.